the girl from Ipanema goes walking and when she passes each one she passes goes ah when she walks she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes each one she passes goes her so sadly how can I tell her I love her yes I would give my heart gladly but each day when she walks to the sea she looks straight ahead not at me Tall and tan and young and lovely. The oh my gosh, this song is one of my favorites, no matter who sings it. When she passes, I, smile I know, right? I know. Good morning, it everybody. Is, it is quintessential Brazil. Oh, absolutely. I, this is just, I, I can remember hearing this on the radio as a young girl, and, and I think it was with Astrid Jolbert. Mm. That's her name. And, uh, you know, of course, Frank sings it. Oh, just always got me. Anyway, so happy, happy spring. Happy spring. That's right. First day of spring. And it's a little earlier. Usually it's the 21st and we get a little bonus because we've been so good and patient this year. Um, and spring is also not just marking the first day of spring, but Acacia's birthday which was saint patty's day um i'm so grateful that it's spring now i mean and i know spring brings different things for different parts of uh our sr family i i saw the other day that i believe it was franca who was posting some beautiful pictures of her end of end of the warm season end of summer uh, pictures yeah in South Africa and her garden, it was just gorgeous. And she was saying how, you know, now they're going to start going towards the colder part of the year. Mm -hmm. um, but for us in the Northern hemisphere, we are finally starting to rev up to the warmth, finally. The, the doldrums. So as everybody <laughs> knows, today is a cost, well, Wednesday was Acacia's birthday. And St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick's Day, of course. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, Pammy. Yes, ma'am. And uh, but I was I was goofing around this morning. And I thought this was fun. I I've, there's this thing called Check It Day, and um, which gives you like the name of holidays for all the different you know for every day. So today, just I just thought I'd pass along that it's Alien Abduction Day. <laughs> Atheist Pride Day. Oh my. Uh, Bibliomania Day. French Language Day. International Day of Happiness. I like that one. International Astrology Day. So if you're a Pisces going into, well, you're still on the cusp of it to Aries, but if you're a Pisces, that would be today. If you're, <laughs> if you're a uh, J.K. Rowling's fan, it's uh, Hufflepuff Pride Day. <laughs> uh, it's also the Great American Meat Out Day. And ah. for all our Canadian friends and Vermonters, like Paul Mars, it's Maple <laughs> Syrup Saturday. Oh. Uh -huh. International is that when they're harvesting the 
That's when the sap starts running. That's when you plug it in and hang a bucket. And hopefully, well, we heck, we could have had a whole podcast on maple syrup. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> in do- honor of Betty's beloved Paul. That's true. <laughs> I actually did that with my with my son when he was in elementary school. We went to a, I think it was Muscoot Farms up in um, New York, in West, Upper Westchester County, New York, and mm-hmm. he, they actually had trees that were being, you know, they had the sap running and. <laughs> they took the buckets and they showed us how they boiled it down and boiled it down and how much maple syrup comes out of <laughs> Well, Betty just said that Paul would love a maple syrup day. That's right. I thought so. And so for and uh for Annette's uh Brit, um it's International Sports Car Racing Day. <laughs> it's International Earth Day and it's the Persian New Year that they celebrate in Iran. I said it's the International oh. Day of Novos, I guess. can't pronounce that. It's nice. Also, if you're engaged, today's National Kiss Your Fiancé Day. Who knew there were so many oh, that, days? That, that, that and I'm be, guessing some of these are national, so it's a U.S. only. So there's probably a ton more in our other I, countries I, as well. You never know. It's National Jump Out Day, National Corn Dog Day, National Bach <laughs> Beer Day. That's oh my gosh! Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's crazy. There. Um, there is also uh, Ostera. I have no clue. National Ravioli okay. Day, National Quilting Day. Oh, I could get behind Ravioli Day. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, National Native HIV AIDS Awareness Day, first day of spring, obviously. Uh, in uh, Salt St. Marie in uh, Michigan, Snowman Burning Day, <laughs> Play the Recorder Day. Uh, so if you're thinking about getting married, to getting married today is Proposal Day. Oh my uh, gosh. World's this story- is crazy. It I- is. There's, so much, there's a lot. There's a couple more. It's World Storytelling Day, World Sparrow Day, Won't You Be My Neighbor Day for all our Pittsburgh friends. And oh, World Mr. Rogers. Day, mm-hmm, World Day of Theater for Children and Young People. That's, that's a lot of days. Yeah. That's a lot of things to celebrate today. Yeah. I mean, I just thought we were doing pulling double or triple duty, really, between Acacia's birthday, the first day of spring, and St. Patrick's Day. Uh, well, I felt like that was a pretty full roster. Well, we <laughs> Little got, did we, I know. Quite, quite a bit of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see Suzanne is on, and I understand you were in Florence this week, or are in still in Florence? Did oh I my gosh, mm-hmm. Susanna, you lucky, lucky woman! Mm-hmm. I wish I was there. Ah, uh, me too, me too. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Anna, Jean-Ann, Betty, Ashley, Shelley. It's great day. to see everybody. Yeah. It is great to see everybody on this morning. It is, it is. And it's also Pam is alone day. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So Pam is alone day means she has the house to herself, I take it? Ah, that's about the size of it, yes. Of course, if there was hot water in the house, that would be very nice, but... Oh, gosh, Pam. I'm so sorry to hear that. That'll be probably Monday or Tuesday, I think, so... Oh. Yes. Well... That's super important. 
-hmm. Just please take care of yourself. Sorry about that, guys. My headset just moved. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, we're good. But it, okay, good. Didn't want to be disruptive. And uh, um, Ashley's revealing some good news. Uh, she, she thanks everybody in the community and SR. She is writing a novel. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ashley! And it's a modern... congratulations. Any hints? Any tips? Well, any secrets? It's a retelling of a modern uh, Jane Eyre called Change in in Air. Halfway, she's halfway through the first draft. Oh and my gosh, that is great! In August on her birthday. And Ashley, I don't know if you know about this, since we are both living in this Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in the United States. There is a group called Pen Writers. I'm not sure if you are familiar with them. Google them online. It is a longstanding group that supports uh, writers in all fashions and genres. It could be fiction. It could be nonfiction. Um, but they have a lot of good resources in terms of publishing, um, in terms of I think they have, you know, you can connect with people and do like reviews and chapter reviews, all that kind of good like writing workshop stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've had a couple friends. Actually, a woman I used to work with um, publishes. She's she's been an she was an author, and wrote things for years. Mm -hmm. um, she's more in the mystery genre, and it's funny because I can never remember her pen name. Um, I think it was Masterson. I think it was Kathy Masterson. I could be wrong on that, but. Um, yeah, that's one of the, you know, she said they were a great resource. And I have another uh, friend who is writing her first book, and it's more of a nonfiction. Mm -hmm. And she is, you know, got support from them. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, we've seen how cool. SR, SR grew up around the fan fiction world. Mm -hmm. And I think it sounds, you know, having that community of writers it's always um, good. around you really, really helps. You know, you can just imagine SR writing this chapter and releasing it every week and then everybody reading it and finding out more about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's pretty, pretty special. So, yes. yes I good a, luck, Ashley. As a, I have a, an elementary school classmate, Lisa Scottolini. She writes like crime novels, crime mystery novels. She's, it shocked me when I first saw her name and I saw her at a book, book signing up in, um, what was it? Uh, not Chestnut Ridge. Maybe, Wood, I think it was Woodcliffe Lake, New, uh, New Jersey. And I, I ran into her there and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. And Anna... Um, just as a, a side note, Anna, that is the page. Anna Luisa did her quick Google skills and put the link into the chat box for penwriters.org. I'm sure you can um, also connect, even if you're not in Pennsylvania, they probably have other resources, mm -hmm. you know, for other uh, writing groups as well. And I don't think they limit it to people in Pennsylvania. I can't quite remember. I was on the, I was on the page a couple months ago. Because um, I have some writing projects I'm looking into, but um, can't remember the details. I just know it's a really good resource, and it's been around for quite a while. That's so, great. That's great. Yeah. We're always happy to support our fellow SR fans. That's true. And their artistic endeavors. Yep, Anna's finding all of their 
Facebook, Twitter, their social media feeds. So oh, cool. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. So, so um, from SR World, speaking of that, Suzanne is in Florence still. Um, they've been filming. And did you see the shoes this week? Did we see the shoes this week? Come on. Of course we saw their sh- shoes. Ladies, what did you think? The dress, when that, the shoes. When that photo dropped, what did you think? I want to see your reactions to the shoes. They, you know, my reaction was, please put on sneakers. They can be tangerine. <laughs> yes. And you know, my reaction was, I need those I need shoes. them. <laughs> I believe I put that out there. Oh. I think you did. Yeah, and Susanna said she just visited Certosa di Firenze, where they filmed the last two days. Oh, gorgeous. And yes, Shell, tangerine is the color. And I I actually thought it was interesting, and I was like, I'm glad we're talking about, I'm glad there was a shoe reveal um, this week of the tangerine shoes, because I also thought it was really symbiotic with Acacia's birthday, Mm -hmm. since she was the one in the tangerine suit, her tangerine swimsuit. Right. And I find it interesting that SR uh, kind of weaves that color. It must be one of his go-to colors that he likes to write about. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said, I still would have preferred the shoes in black, but the tangerine shoes look beautiful too. Does anybody know what the size of those, you know, what size does what Melanie wear? (laughs) Could I borrow those shoes? (laughs) Uh, like I don't know. A, like I She's said, she's really not. petite, so I might be in luck. I would, I would hate to have to walk around in them for about five hours at a time, standing and redoing the takes and everything. But hey, that's just they me. actually looked like <laughs> they actually looked like comfortable heels. I know people don't think they're such a thing, but I have had, I've had a few pair of heels that I were very, very comfortable. Um. Oh, and she said the Uffizi scenes. I know. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I just can't wait. I'm so thrilled that they got the permission. Um, oh, I am too. I am too. I think it's just great. I, you know, just that I, I was showing my neighbor Phil the other day of um, Julio's uh, two, as he says, he's going too fast pictures of the Uffizi where they uh, walk across and stuff. So it was very cool. But, um, and I, they were in... Um, in a room that I was in when I was there with the with the sculptures, and yeah. I picture, I just saw a picture of that. That was very cool too. Oh, I know. Someday. And Lori Lori was saying she loves that color. Yes, I know. Well, they were trying. You know, I know some of the some of the members of the community are trying to organize a trip, um, mm-hmm. and I think that would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Susanna said, Steve Madden, Orange Heels. Thank you, Susanna. I knew Mm -hmm. you would know the scoop. I figured between you and Kenzie, uh, we would know the exact (laughs) make and model of those gorgeous heels. Of course. After the premiere, they will be sold out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And Betty said, I would probably just sit with those shoes. If I had to walk with them, I would make Julio carry me around the set. Otherwise, I would end up crawling by the end of the day. Yeah, really. <laughs> I can remember when we we did a I did a um an, uh, a thing with the Latin American group when they first started uh uh-huh. a few months ago, and they had a a, a shoe contest and somebody, oh yeah, we were judging yeah. the shoe contest. I remember that that was fantastic. Yes. And uh, some one of the girls on the on the podcast said she went all over 
trying to find the yarn shoes and she finally found them. So I bet she was thrilled when I actually thought I actually thought about that contest when I saw the shoes because I'm like, oh, my gosh. People uh-huh. were going nuts over the idea of the shoes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, yes, Betty, Detective Kenzie, it's true. Yes. Um, and Shell mentioned the art and history in the Uffizi is captivating. And yes, um, here's the website for the Uffizi if you, yes, and I, you know, haven't, the... um, haven't visited. It's quite lovely. And, and you know what? Standing, when you go through the Uffizi, I was there, I think, the entire day, and it still wasn't enough time. I mean, you see everything if you just walk around real fast, but just actually look and appreciate some of the art and just take it all in. It takes a lot longer than one day to go through the Uffizi, in my, that's mm. just my opinion. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... The, the shoes have just been placed in uh, the, the link to the shoes just placed in the chat box. Thank you so Courtesy much, of Anna Luisa. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on sale. Oh, good. Do they <laughs> That's have, so dangerous. Do they have a nine and a half wide? And I'd be fine. It's about they the probably only way. do. It's about the only oh, way to wear them. Oh, my gosh. I know, but that would be terrible for your knees, Pam. That would just no, please don't, heels no, are don't remind me. Heels aren't just bad for your feet; they're bad for your knees too. Yes, You're are. bad for your alignment, but yes. they are fun. Um, and as SR says, never miss a podiatric opportunity. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and she has them in Anna size five go, Anna, and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, go for it, girl! Go I fully it. endorse that purchase. Oh my gosh. So anyhow, I know. other than that, um, we, we kind of got our, our, uh, uh, questions. Let me, to SR. <laughs> let me, let me fall on the sword on this. Okay. Ladies, it's been a very busy week. And then I had a, a plumbing, uh, catastrophe in my house. So I had water going all over my, every floor of my house, um, from a, basement um all all the way down to the basement so the long story is or the short story is i was very late getting questions to sr because i was a very naughty podcaster so he has not gotten back to us on that point yet so we will share the information when he does however we had as you may recall last week we were discussing chapter 18 Mm -hmm. of um Gabriel's promise we had the celebration of the beautiful baptism and as you recall because I think I think most of you I I think many of you were on it or have downloaded it to listen and there was a lot of discussion about who was invited to the actual baptism Um, there was speculation about there was a lot of questioning about you know why wasn't Paul there there was questions around you know why didn't they have more people there? Why didn't they have more of their colleagues there? Um, why wasn't more of the family there? Why wasn't Uncle Jack there, for example? Um, and we had this kind of long discussion about it. And, and we were like, you know, that's a good question. We're going to ask SR. So, you know, we had asked him, um, you know, at the baptism, which was at St. Francis's Chapel, mm-hmm. um, another one of his uh, very, very special areas. And actually, I'm going to put that link in here just in case you weren't with us last week and want to take a, take a peek. Um, it was, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, it's in the back bay of Boston. 
Yeah, Boston. I love it. So we asked SR um, one question that Betty posed and that I should have asked um, was if Paul was invited to the baptism. Did they invite him? If not, why? We also received a question from Anna asking why Uncle Jack was not in attendance. Um, so, and we said, if you can respond, please do. We'll share it next week. Um, and so SR did respond. And he said, uh, thanks very much for the question. Um, I think for the most part, they only invited family. So Paul wouldn't have been invited. And Uncle Jack is afraid he'll melt if he steps inside a church. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> hey, he went to the Melrose Diner. He could walk into a church. <laughs> Uncle, I, the fact that SR had said Uncle Jack is afraid he'll melt if he stepped inside a church. I literally laughed out loud when I read that last week. Oh, well, it, um, it reminded me of this, my, my, uh, when I lived in Hastings. And uh, we belonged to this church, Grace Church in, in Hastings. And Patrick had a friend spend the night. And, and we got up and we were going to church that morning. And Patrick asked his friend if he wanted to come along. And his friend was kind of a um, uh, a sad sack uh, at home. His, his stepfather was a, um, uh, 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 I thought he was supposed to be a Buddhist monk, but I think Buddhist monks are supposed to be celibate i don't know but um and but anyway his his mom was you know they they were just like very out there kind of group so we took this kid into the church with us and you know and, and uh it was fine you know service went okay coffee hour went okay all the kids were playing like they normally do and then and then everybody left Later that night, we had this god-awful thunderstorm come through town, and the church got struck by lightning. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So, so everybody blamed the kid because it showed up at the church. And it was uh. jokingly. It was not meant seriously to anybody. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Uh, and was, uh, <laughs> the building was an old building. I mean, it was donated by Admiral Farragut, God knows, in the 1800s. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. And it didn't have a sprinkler system in it. And um, thank God the rain was coming down as hard as it was because the, the lightning had hit the steeple and it, the rain was coming down so hard that it actually put the fire out. So, anyway. <laughs> so, Jack could have gone I'm, in without a problem, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and Betty actually asked, um, she said, what is, Uncle, what is Uncle Jack doing when no one's around? Um, and she uh, said, Jack is making bad people's lives miserable, Betty. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's the punisher. He's the enforcer, right? He's like, uh, he's like Ray Donovan. Yes. He's the fixer. Yeah, he's fixer. <laughs> he stays right. behind the scenes and lurks in the darkness. Um, and Betty also had the reaction about, um, say what? Paul is like family. <laughs> and... Yeah, he is like family, but he's not. And I think Gabriel's happy to leave him out of the invite list um, based on the strict uh, immediate family rule. Right. And I, I don't think they've really totally mended, have uh, mended fences at this point in time either, to be honest with you. That's true. Well, and, and Betty also asked, uh, does this mean Leslie, the neighbor, didn't get invited to the baptism? And sadly, 
No. But I still uh, brought over gifts to mm-hmm. for little baby Claire because I can't get enough that sweet little cherub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori said that is a great story, um, by the way, Pammy. Yeah. So it, it, it was funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny, but it was funny, and I, I, I felt so bad because this kid. It was was he comes to the church and look. <laughs> I, I know the poor kid's name too. That's just how bad am I? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Betty can't wait to see little baby Claire call Paul Uncle Paul. Yes, that yeah, would be very be, sweet. Uh, that'll be a, a very cute. Yes. So, anyway. so we're going to turn now to Acacia. our some of our celebration with Acacia because uh, when we were planning the podcast, we actually uh, wanted to look um, for this year. Uh, at celebrating uh, her background, celebrating her um, her heritage. We, we thought it would be kind of an interesting way to take a glimpse um, from the book. And um, in fact, some of the questions we asked SR were about how he selected um, her heritage as the, um, for her character. How did they decide, you know, where her, her background is going to be from and, and, um, her religion and how, how did he develop the character? So hopefully, uh, we'll get some answers on that for you for next week. Um, but if you take a look at the man in the black suit and I'm hoping all of you had a chance to read it, if not, it's a fantastic Mm -hmm. read, highly, highly recommend. Um, it's, it's definitely different than Gabriel's Inferno, Mm -hmm. but it's just as wonderful. You know, it's, it's it's a beautiful uh, story. It's a great story. Um, so we definitely want you to check it out if you haven't already. Um, but Acacia, the, the reveal, the, the, the major um, kind of where you find out about her true identity and her true background is in Chapter 40. So also, spoiler alert, friends, if you want to read this and don't want to know what's happening, then you'll want to walk away from the podcast now. Or sing um, out loud, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, P- Pam and I try to do spoiler alerts when we can. Um, so chapter 40, though, is this pivotal scene. Um, as for those of you who've read the book, they're in Dubai. Um, after having a very tumultuous uh, meeting and then development of a uh, working relationship and then a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. developing the romance, um, and Acacia was working with him, but also um, kind of falling for him. And they had started in Paris, and then they went off to other places. They were in Santorini in Greece, mm-hmm. um, where that tangerine uh, bikini made the appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up having a business deal and had to go to Dubai, and Akashi was nervous about it. Um, but she decided, okay, you know, she's going to do this and it should be fine. Um, and then her worst nightmare happened. She saw her father and in chapter 40, she was terrified and she was preparing to leave after seeing her father, um, Omar Zaid's Hezrala in the lobby of the hotel. And Nicholas has stopped her worried that she's fleeing from Nicholas. She, he didn't understand. He had no idea of her backstory, as you recall, Mm -hmm. um, to, to Nicholas, Acacia presented herself 
as a Brazilian who was working in Paris and was, um, you know, very committed to her profession as being a top-notch concierge. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the chat room. Betty says she's li listening to the audiobook mm -hmm. again. And, and Shell said it is as rich in description as Gabriel's Inferno series. Totally Absolutely. agree. I think Absolutely. the way SR paints pictures of, of scenes, of emotions, um, he is very detail-oriented. He really, really um, can help you see. You can, yeah, you can actually, you can really visualize what, through what he writes mm -hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, she's panicked and Nicholas is panicked for another reason because he thinks she's leaving him. And, you know, as the chapter goes on, you know, he's, he's really kind of surprised because um, he thought she was leaving because of him. And she said, of course not. But if, if she doesn't get out soon, she's going to move Nicholas out of her way. She needs to run. And she told him that she saw her father. Um, and, you know, there's nothing that Nicholas can do to protect her now. Um, if, if he's going, if his father finds her, he's going to track down his mother, her mother, who's in Recife, um, hiding from them. So, you know, in, in this chapter, we learn her father is indeed a Jordanian arms dealer and was involved in terrorist activities. So you had no idea that this whole other, you know, he was a bad man. Um, because she was hiding from him, but you didn't really know what really the, was truly going on. So he, she has this Jordanian father, and her mother was a Brazilian teacher who had met her father in the Middle East, and they married. And um, her mother converted to Islam. So Acacia is Islam, Islamic. Um, she was born Hanin Hisarala. And we find out that as they, as Akasi was growing up, as she was a young girl, um, he really start. he was doing really terrible business dealings, um, becoming an arms dealer. And that became dangerous for Hanin and her mother. So her mother takes Hanin and flees to Brazil under the assumed name of Santos, which is where we get Acacia Santos from. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I think, can you imagine as a child, this girl who left, you know, really was taken away from everything she knew to go. Um, and it was, it was very daunting for them, yeah. I, I mean, think. Her, her father and, was even becoming, um, more of a religious zealot too, and, Placing her, his um, her mother and she into a uh, the the more stricter rituals of of uh, the of Islam, and uh, which which also framed her because now he was also getting into terrorist stuff. So, right. Yeah, it's, it's very frightening, and, and and right, you know, and not to be able to have the father you had to is what what hurts yeah. her. Well, and I think this chapter is, I mean, it's really powerful because he under, Nicholas, you know, she reveals her true identity. Nicholas asked her point blank if Acacia Santos was her real name. And she said, no, 
-hmm. It is his Hanin. And he repeated her first name, I love this, and said that it meant longing or yearning in Arabic. Mm -hmm. And she really liked the way he said her name. It really suited her. Um, and we asked SR um, when we covered this um, during the Man in the Black Suit podcast, how and why did you select the name Hanin? Ah, the halftime show has begun. <laughs> it's Deck the Halls. It is. I, we weren't sure what the song would be. I never know what it means. <laughs> What's mm -hmm. happening in this house, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, Betty had noted that she was surprised her mom didn't convert back to whatever religion she used to practice. Yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting one. Although... You know, she may have really grown to love um, the teachings mm -hmm. of Islam. And, you know, a, the world religions really overall have a lot of the same foundational um, contexts and beliefs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she noted, I remember Katie Holmes converted to Scientology when she was with Tom Cruise, but she went back to original church when she and Tom Cruise split. Yeah. yeah. I, I Some people do that. Some people, um, some don't. Some don't. I mean, Cat Stevens, who he is now known as Yosef. Um, he was a, a 70s artist that I loved. Oh, God. I think I owned every album in vinyl that he created. And mm. um, so he did songs like Peace Train and Father and Son, and you know, it, uh, it just incredible voice and incredible musician so but he converted to islam after having a very bad uh swimming accident in california if i'm not mistaken and when he was recovering from that he uh was reading the quran and he stopped playing music and stopped writing for a long period of time because he felt that it wasn't what he should be doing mm -hmm. and he um for, for unfortunately, I know he wanted. He started coming back to his music um, back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s. And when 9/11 happened, he wanted to be able to play at the um, the concert that they had in New York for all the first responders and stuff. And mm. uh, he was stopped because of his um, religion of of coming. And he was also um, he was also put on a watch list. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. But in any event, he's back to, he just re-recorded re all his, a lot of his older albums to reflect the music he wrote as a young man and the music he writes now, because I think he's closer to my age now. Mm. And uh, so it's just a reflection of it. So anyway. Well, I think, I think you raise an interesting point because that, that, you know, um, that treatment, that bad treatment of him because of his religion, not being permitted to perform in the concert, is really, you know, one of those themes that SR explored in The Man mm -hmm. in the Black Suit. Mm -hmm. And that real contrast um, uh, and unjust injustice uh, when people are discriminated against because of who they are, the color of their skin, or, mm -hmm. or what they believe. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, I think, as I recall, that was really one of the one of the reasons SR wrote the book. And 
really to kind of explore that theme of um, of justice, yeah, and, and, and of you know, it, it combating combating um, prejudice, racism, and racism, prejudices, which is very mm-hmm. which which is very um, very much in the news uh, right now because of what's been going on with the Asian American uh, population. And yes, and for our international through. for our international listeners, we I'm not sure if that's been picked up uh, in international news, but there was a shooting in Atlanta, um, a mass shooting, as sadly uh, the United States is known for, um, and six of the eight victims were um, Asian Americans, and though they've though they're still exploring the situation and they think that this might actually be related to a sex addiction, sex addiction, addiction. Um, it's highlighting the injustice and the fact there have been hate crimes. A lot of hate crimes have increased against Asian Americans, um, um, especially with the uh, rising around misinformation about, uh, the coronavirus. the coronavirus and people are blaming, um, Asian, um, yeah. Asian Americans <laughs> wrongly mm-hmm. um, for this, and sadly, the U.S. has a history of um, of doing attacking and pre- and having some prejudice against um, those in the Asian community. Um, most notably, there were internment camps during World War II. Mm-hmm. So this has been uh, this injustice and prejudices have been in the news a lot in our. This week. Our country, yeah. um, as as Betty as Betty said, killing people won't fix no, anything. Um, she loves interracial couples, um, so it's you know these are themes that SR explores. You know, justice and and exploring different cultures and celebrating mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. cultures. And so when we asked uh, why he selected the name Hanin for our heroine in the Man in the Black Suit, he says it means longing in Arabic. I think a reader suggested it as a name, and it reminded me of the Brazilian word saudade, which also translates into longing. I had a long conversation with some Brazilian readers about what it was like to be away from Brazil and to miss home, the saudade they experience. This was a way of incorporating some of those ideas. And again, this that answer demonstrates why SR is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, because, you know, he's woven in, um, he's woven in suggestions from readers and he's also done his research and trying to, to capture how that feeling is, that longing of being away from your homeland. And, you know, I just thought that was a really, um, powerful, mm-hmm. powerful, um, well, thing. Yeah. Well, and, um, one of the things that I, that I, uh, when I was, I was doing some research on, you know, what, you know, uh, Brazilian and Jordan's um, connection were. Uh, right. You know, because you just pick out a, a town or a country in the Middle East and to go and visit. And, you know, what I found out a lot about with Jordan in particular is that you know, there's a lot of um, ancient historical things there, like Petra and Seek and whatever. So that, you know, so there's a lot of really neat. And, and Petra is that um, looks like a, a temple built into the side of a cliff. Yes, actually, I'm, 
I will. I'm going to put a link to Petra so you can see what we're talking about. It's really, really amazing. And you can imagine it's their tourism site that I'm linking you yeah, to, yeah. by the way. So Living, you can... Planet, Living Planet also has some good descriptions of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so I could see why somebody is, and I'm not sure what subject uh, Acacia's mother taught, but I could see a teacher going on a sabbatical to Jordan to see it. Um, but, you know, meeting a Jordanian man, falling in love, and, and just staying there and converting is, is what she what she had done. But what I found out also is that on the reverse side, there are a lot of Arab Arabs in Brazil. And and that kind of started in the 1890s. There was an, uh, an immigration to Brazil from mostly Lebanon and Syria. Uh, there were a lot of Lebanese and Syrian Christians that moved there and quite a few uh, Muslims as well. In fact, one of, they've got a big, um, one of the big fast food chains in, in Brazil is actually a, 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 I think it's called Hadid's and it's an Arab, it's Arab food, which I oh. thought was interesting. I think it was too, because I, I love that, um, I love that there had been that connection too. And you kind of have to wonder, um, you know, I was wondering if she was still practicing Islam. That's a good question. I should have asked SR. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask him that. If, if they were practicing Islam in Brazil, or if they completely kind of cut off their um, identities. And I, I don't think they did. And, and the only reason why I say that is, is they may not be practicing Muslims. But mm-hmm. they, but I think you know she she follows the tenets of of Muslim of the Quran, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's what she was brought up with. So, and and looking in the chat box, um, Betty said the boss listens to his readers. That's why his novels are so special. They mm-hmm. connect with the people. That's true. And um, Lori says I need to reread uh, the Man in the Black Suit. And so do I. I mean, doing research for this um, podcast this week. Um, you know, because we were kind of heads down into Gabriel's promise. It just reminds you of what a great storyteller SR is. Mm-hmm. And that it's, you know, these characters were so rich. And, you know, you almost forget how um, wrapped up you got in the story. And this was a very, very action-driven story. Whereas I think Gabriel's had a lot of internal um, internal development and internal action um, this story has a lot of external action in, in addition to having very involved, um, mm-hmm. developed characters. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, definitely need to reread it mm-hmm. or, I, or re-listen to it. Well, um, the other thing is, is her father must have become, um, more well-known in the terrorist world, uh, only because mm-hmm. when Akasi was 15, they um, tried to kidnap her from school when she was coming from right. school. And she was fortunate. Her mother was smart enough to get Cassie uh, involved in Brazilian jiu-jitsu so that she could defend herself. And she was able to get away. And then, you know, that had to be hard on a, even a young teenager, just not just the experience of the kidnapping or trying to be kidnapped, but also the experience of... All right, we're packing. Just take what you can, can and let's leave. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm looking in the chat box and um, <laughs> Betty, Betty said, I left Nicholas and Akasi in Dubai. They're about to have some steamy time in the tub. <laughs> Yes, well, we didn't get to the steamy time in the tub in Chapter 40, I don't believe. No. Um, that was, that, that that was, was afterwards. Before. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it was before. Well, there's a lot. There, we a lot never know. They're, they're all over the place. What can <laughs> before and after. Um, but Anna, Dining Luisa tables, has a good comment, an interesting comment, too. She says, I wonder if he ever thought of creating a master class course. I think that's an interesting idea, Anna. I'm going to ask him about that next for our podcast next week mm -hmm. see what he says neil gaiman does it so i'm sure he could do it too mm -hmm. i i think Gaiman. gaiman it, i don't know how to pronounce that i i think it would be interesting I'd, I'd be curious to see if they would be down with him doing it uh remotely and um not showing his face or his voice um, I but it. there could, it could be, he could craft it and it could be something Nina as his spokesperson could uh, teach. That's true. And, um, Betty says, I love that Acacia can kick ass. Um, and she said, Acacia saw her father after the steamy tub scene. That's right. I thought so. Cause I thought they were, mm -hmm. I thought her and Nicholas were together before then. And I think that's also why she Nicholas was so confused and scared that she was leaving him. Um, she wasn't sure if that was um, after those intense, passionate times they had together. Mm. Um, so I think that, you know, again, is a good. Um, well, you know, and you know, she also got to go to the Sorbonne, which mm -hmm. I, can, I can remember in high school. Uh, Sister Ruth, she taught French. Mm hmm. And I took French in high school, and uh, not that I ever spoke it or did well with it, but I remember her setting up a summer program for six weeks um, for anybody who wanted to go, and it's specifically the French club, but anybody could go, where they did a six-week course at the Sorbonne. And I, you know, I, I always kick myself for not being a better French student, so I could have gone because the Sorbonne is beautiful. The area where the Sorbonne is beautiful in Paris. So. Mm. I hope to go there someday and see mm -hmm. it. I really do. You will. You will. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm seeing the, uh, Betty said regarding... Um, the audiobooks, she said, I may have listened to their first time in Santorini more than once. It's a good chapter. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very passionate. Wasn't that the chapter, Pam? Or was, I think it was, the, I think it was the chapter probably in the thir late 30s um, that was uh, so intense you almost wrecked your car. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> driving down the New Jersey Turnpike after having dropped my granddaughter off in New York. And mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm listening to the man in the black suit the entire way. And I, I there, the scene came along and I was like, holy shit. I almost, I almost went in underneath a tractor trailer. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, you know, nobody writes a sensual scene like SR. That's for sure. That's very true. Um, that's very true. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Betty says, if I remember correctly, Snarky doesn't speak French, but he can kiss in French and in Spanish. Yes, he can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, man, Snarky, we've missed Snarky. We've missed Snarky a lot. I think, yeah, we might need to, we might need to have a snarky, uh, we might need to have a snarky podcast. And we will probably too. <laughs> yes. The Anna sex says, scene. ooh la la. The yeah, second the, Betty says the sex scene is too hot driving as a no-no. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I even, when I got home, I said, I, I sent SR a note saying, I almost had an accent tonight with this scene. <laughs> <laughs> And Lori says, oh, Pam, I better not listen to this in the car. No. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. So. But, yeah, I think the fact that uh, he writes that so well and so intensely just goes to show um, what a great storyteller he is. Absolutely. Really. Mm-hmm. So, hey, uh, Frank, uh, Happy fall to you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Anna Luisa says, trust me, if Snarky was a real guy, I'd give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna, I had, I'm wondering, did you have you ever heard the podcast that uh, that the Gabriel Series fan podcast did with Snarky? <laughs> if not, you have got to oh you God. have got it, to listen great. to them. I had tears running down my face. I was laughing so hard. Oh. oh. And Franca, we're so glad you could join us. I was I was worried about people finding us with the time change. Um, that always messes us up for a couple weeks. Everybody mm. thinks we're at different times and different hours. Um, but it's wonderful to see you. Good afternoon. I actually mentioned you at the beginning of the mm. podcast. Uh, as we were talking about today is the first day of spring, mm-hmm. and I noted your beautiful photos of your late, um, uh, of your beautiful garden, and how you were talking about the weather is going to start getting cooler for you, and for us in the northern hemisphere, it's going to get warmer. So it's so good to see you, and I hope you're doing well. Um, we're just wrapping up the podcast. We're talking about Acacia's birthday, among many other things, and really celebrating um, her heritage, um, being Jordanian and Brazilian. And I think you, she's really captured the best of both uh, she has. cultures. She has. You know, she really, really has and has, you know, such sensitivity and um, such bravery. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very, very good. It, it has been. So I'm going to give you a little, still just travel tips if you do ever go to Jordan um, if you go with a significant other if you're not married please get separate rooms because uh, the laws there are you are committing adultery and uh, you can good be, to know yeah, and you can be put in jail for that it's um, always good to check before you travel to make sure you're um, respecting the laws of those areas where yeah, you, you go gotta, you gotta super important out. Um, also, mm-hmm. homosexuality is is totally illegal there. So, um, if you're gay or lesbian and go, just beware of that. Uh, and he, oh, and PDAs, even with a married couple, mm-hmm. that that's against the law. So I I can't imagine, um, Acacia and Nicholas in Jordan. Very long. <laughs> 
Well, I think Nicholas feels he can protect her. Um, well, you know, but the other thing is too is like you know that that's kind of, kind of common in a lot of the Arab world. But um, when they were in Dubai, they had two separate rooms. Mm-hmm. Even though she stayed in the other one, they had two rooms. Oh yeah. So, just an option. So I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting. You know, just they have a lot of nightclubs, and you can drink. There are some. I, I there are some countries that you can't. Or some areas of the Middle East you can't. And uh, a, from a lot of shopping malls. And I think that had may have been a, somewhat of an influence with, um, uh, I think, what's her name? Noor. Noor Hussein. Mm-hmm. She was a... Um, she was an American from Princeton, New Jersey, who married the king of Jordan many, many years ago. And I think her, her, I think her last name was Halfie. So, anyway. I, I think there was a lot of, um, I think there was a lot of interest because of that marriage and that union. It brought a lot of attention to it did. It did. Um, the country. That. I remember that. Yeah. She's a very pretty, she's a beautiful woman. She still is. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. And I was, Anna, she was asking me to share the link for the Gabriel Series Fan Podcast. I I Googled it. I'm not sure which episodes would be the best. You kind of have to scroll through um, and see which one, um, you know, uh, which episodes. I believe Betty has it in the show notes. Yeah, and I so, think... It's on Mixler as well. I gave you the Apple one, but it's also on Mixler as well under Gabriel. There was also a very cute fan a very podcast cute story that was done in um, on uh, with Nicholas or with uh, Snarky and Perling and Susie. And let me see if I can. I'll find that and I'll post it later on. But it's a, it, yeah. you know, how we all met, met up. <laughs> yes. Well, and Betty said the episode was titled Life in the Fast Lane. So I put the podcast link in. Um, and Betty said she'll post it later today. She can't find it right now. So um, Lori noted that it is hilarious. And that Su- uh, Betty's also, as Pam, Pam mentioned, said Susie joined us that day. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely worth the listen. And uh Lots of fun. And yes, Franca, I saw your comment about glad that we enjoyed the photos. Happy spring to you all in the Northern Hemisphere. You must be looking forward to some warmer weather. Seems like it's been a long winter for you. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like mm-hmm. it's been a long winter. And um, that's why it's been so great having uh, the podcasts and having all of the excitement and around the uh, production on the books with SR and SR's work because um, it has helped us get through some of the challenging times. Uh, and it's, I'm thankful for all of you for joining us on that journey. It's yeah. been really great. I'm glad you could come today too. I know we're heading the top of the hour and I actually have to leave um, right at 10. So I just wanted to say thanks to everybody. And yes, uh, Perling may have had a little too much to drink that day on the podcast. It's That's very, true. very funny. Um, Highly recommend it. Well, check out the links later. Um, 
and very exciting for Ashley about her uh, novel that she's working on. So, and Jill uh, uh, from Tempting Illustration is is also doing some work for her, as is I believe in uh, River, Riverside Designs. Right, right. And um, wanted to mention too, if uh, you've been. I almost forgot this, and I, I wanted I wanted to mention it. Uh, if you are interested, uh, they still are supporting. Uh, there's still some fan support auctions, or actually not auctions going on, but um, GoFundMe pages. GoFundMe pages uh, for our mother to be in Venezuela, mm-hmm. our uh, SR awesome. fan fan admin Anna, and um, also Floor. So um, I was trying to find the links for them, but please uh, support if you can. It's always good to have uh, help in the fandom. Yeah, and and I know that all help is is appreciated. So if you can't, you know, if you can't uh, donate, just please share. The more it goes out there, the more more people see it. Yes. Mm So, anywho, um, you know, I've just, I, that was basically ba- uh, what I found out uh, about Jordan in Brazil. Really, I really couldn't get a lot of information for whatever reason, but it was interesting nonetheless, seeking it out. Since I, do I think research, it's great. I yes. Do love research. Just like SR. Yes. <laughs> you love the research. <laughs> SR yes. loves, loves, yes. loves the research. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, I'm so close to finding this link. And yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was just that next week uh, we'll be back. Um, chapter 19. Chapter 19. And thanks, Anna, for posting the GoFundMe. Um, oh, wonderful. Thank you, and, Anna. Uh, I uh, also get my second shot next week. It was supposed to be at 2.30, but it is now at 10.30 in the morning, so I will be racing off the podcast next week so that I can get to, to my appointment. And then in two full weeks after that, I'll be fully vaccinated, so I will be very happy and feel a little bit safer. But always wear a mask and keep the distance. So, in any event. So, I'm just going to say, everybody, have a great day. And I'm going to leave you today with a little bit of Spirit of the West, which is the unofficial Canadian um, anthem called Home for Rest. So have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk next week. Take care, everybody.